Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hey, it's Rachel Cook, your modern mentor. And today's episode is for anyone who's feeling a little bit unhappy or maybe underwhelmed at work. It might be time to have a talk with your boss. So let's talk some strategies for having a winning conversation. Earlier this year, I was having multiple conversations every week about people feeling overwhelmed at work and burned out. It was such a pervasive experience. People were working like crazy to retain customers or keep supply chains from breaking down or just not lose their jobs in a scary time. And while burnout remains very present, I'm starting to hear a bit of a different storyline. Now that people have a chance to catch their breath and reflect, they're starting to realize that they just aren't happy where they are and they want to do something about it. If you're feeling unhappy at work, bored, underwhelmed, underutilized, it may be time to have a chat with your boss. Does it sound scary? It does not have to be. Let's talk about the critical components of a successful conversation that lets you air your grievances and delivers you a better outcome. First, be specific about your unhappiness. In the past few weeks alone, I've talked to three different people feeling generally unhappy at work. But when I asked each to articulate the specific source of unhappiness, I got blank stares. So I asked some leading questions and I ended up with the following insights. Alex generally enjoys her team and her company's culture, and she thinks the products they're selling are pretty cool. But her work has become repetitive, mundane, and a little bit isolating. She needs a new challenge. James is feeling challenged and excited by the work he's doing, but he's feeling underappreciated and not really valued for his contributions and his thought leadership. And Bashir just isn't passionate about his company's products, and he wants to feel more connected to his company's mission and purpose. There is almost a pandemic of meh happening out there. A lot of people are feeling generally underwhelmed or underexcited, but you can't solve a general feeling. You need to determine specifically what's got you down. Specificity is important because it either helps you know what you need to do to fix it if you choose to stay, or it helps you identify what to look for if you choose to leave and hunt for something new. So if you're feeling like a sepia filter has settled over your career, do some reflecting on what specifically is driving that feeling. 
telling your boss, I'm not feeling very challenged and growth and development is a key driver for me is much more helpful than I'm feeling kind of blue. Next, have an outcome in mind. What do you want to happen? Let's go back to my examples. If you're an Alex, can you identify a specific project you'd like to participate in or maybe a problem you'd like to help solve? If you're a James, what would appreciation or recognition look like? Would it be a nomination for an internal rewards program, an extra day off, a monetary bonus, maybe public acknowledgement for work well done? And if you're a Bashir, what would feel meaningful to you? And is that possibly available at your company or is it time for you to explore other options? There aren't right or wrong answers, but you need to know what you want before you can effectively ask for it. Sometimes talking to friends or colleagues can be helpful in getting the clarity you need here. I was able to play that role with Alex, James, and Bashir. Who in your life is positioned to help you find that insight? Next, propose a plan. Think of your unhappiness as the you-are-here spot on a map and your ideal outcome as the destination. Now it's time to build the plan, the turn-by-turn directions to get you from here to there. As a general rule, leaders respond better to plans than to complaints. A plan shows your proactivity, your creativity, and your ambition to make change. Here are some key elements in the ideal plan. Know what you want to work on specifically. Have a way to propose getting it done while still meeting your work requirements. Know what you'll need in terms of resourcing, support, and permission. And then be clear about how this will benefit you and ideally the company in some way. Alex knew she needed a challenge, so she proactively identified a project that felt compelling to her. Her company's latest class of college interns was due to come in soon, and Alex wanted to play a mentorship role with that cohort. She has a passion for leadership and career development and believed an opportunity to practice and showcase these skills would help her fill that sense of emptiness. So she proposed to her boss that she take on a role. She had mapped out a high-level approach around when and how often she would meet with the interns, what topics she would talk about, how her mentorship would contribute to their success, and critically, how this would contribute to her own satisfaction in her role. It was a pretty well-thought-out plan. Next, listen openly. Now you get to pause, breathe, and receive. This is, remember, a conversation, not a monologue. Your boss needs an opportunity to react and respond. So ask for their feedback. How realistic is your proposal? Does it align with your boss's priorities? Are there different avenues they might prefer to explore with you? In Alex's case, as it turned out, her boss was all ears. They listened to her concerns, her desired outcome, and her proposed plan. And in the end, they proposed an alternative strategy for meeting Alex's needs as well as the company's needs. Rather than mentoring the collective of interns, Alex's boss suggested she take on just one intern and would manage him through the life of an entire project. This felt like a fair compromise, and she agreed. It's essential to remember that your boss has a stake in this and that their inputs, support, and advice really matter. So be sure to listen with an open mind and be flexible in what success looks like. And finally, commit with clarity. Be sure to close the conversation with a clear set of next steps. Alex and her boss agreed to meet again in a week's time, at which point Alex's intern and his project would be identified. 
From there, she and her boss would establish project goals and identify any support or resources Alex would need. Too often, we leave conversations at work thinking we're all on the same page, only to realize later that what you heard and what your boss heard were miles apart. So be clear and tactical on what will happen, by what timeline, and on whose action. Document it, share it via chat or email, but make sure agreements are shared and actionable. Also, be ready to recognize that not every problem will be solvable. Bashir, in the end, has decided it's time for him to move on and find a new company that truly inspires him. So now it's your turn. Are you feeling bored, unhappy, undervalued, or even just a little bit meh? Go out and make something wonderful happen for yourself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Join me back here next week. Until then, you can follow Modern Mentor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor podcast page on LinkedIn. If you have a question I can answer, shoot me an email at modernmentor at quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks again so much for listening and have a successful week. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.